Hello again, and welcome back to Firing On Film. Today we return to the franchise series with a look at one of the most prolific teen film franchises, American Pie. I've once again been joined by Sam, who will help me discuss the highs and the lows of the American Pie franchise. Once again, our discussion was recorded over a video conferencing app, so I can only apologise for any distortion or difference in the usual audio quality. That being said, let's get into it. Kicking off with obviously the first American Pie, a little bit of context to begin with to get us going. So a guy called Adam Hertz wrote the screenplay, which apparently at first was titled Untitled Teenage Sex Comedy That Can Be Made for Under $10 Million. That sounds about right. Which I think is just, you've not, you never were going to make it under that name at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good marketing. It's ridiculous. Principal photography on the film, um, originally it was called Great Falls for whatever reason, began on the 21st of July and wrapped on the September 11th, 1998. It originally received an NC-17 rating from the MPAA in America, which means that it wouldn't have been able to actually be released in cinemas. So they had to make a lot of different cuts and edits to it to get that R rating, which effectively is... the, The thing with the American rating system is it's really weird in the R essentially means that you have to be over 17 to go and see it. But if you're a kid with an adult, you can get in and watch it. Weird. Um, yes. Yeah, so like films that get rated R over there, when they come over here, they tend to either be a 15 or an 18. Right. Okay. So during the casting for the film, Bill Murray, which I surprised at, uh, was considered to be the role of Jim's dad. Which see, I just, I can't, I can't imagine that. My impression of American Pie was that it was it was quite a low budget film. That's how yeah. I imagined it. And I know it it blew it it did really well and it blew up and stuff. But I didn't think that they were attracting names like Bill Murray to it. I thought it was just like a sort of independent film that that exploded because of the the culture of it and things like that. You know, at the mm. time. Yeah. Um. So when Eugene Levy was cast, he insisted on being allowed to improvise his lines because he dislikes how the character was written in the script. So in the final film, most of his lines are actually improvised. Right, okay. Um, it then it was, so it was shot in Southern, uh, Southern California, which is notably in Long Beach, and apparently they used some of the same neighbourhoods that were used in Donnie Darko and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So there's a lot of kind of like American iconography that we're linking between these two here. Yeah. So okay. generally for the first film then, and then we'll we'll discuss what we think about it, so yeah. throughout the first film in the series, Jim tries to develop a relationship with his schoolmate classmate Nadia. Uh, Jim and his best friends Kevin, Paul, and Chris, Paul is Finch, make a pact to lose their virginity before the high school graduation. <laughs> American Pie became a, a worldwide pop culture phenomenon and gained a cult following amongst young people. Yeah, I I mentioned this really briefly when I spoke to James King about John Hughes and stuff like that, yeah. and. To me, I think the first one was such a pop culture thing at the time. I remember, like, I was nine in 1999, and I remember seeing the posters with them all kind of like, they're all, like, naked, aren't they, on the front poster, but everything's yeah. kind of obscured. And then there's the pie with the hole missing. And I, I was a bit like, what on earth is going on there? And everyone was talking about it. I think, like, even my stepdad at the time was like, oh, yeah, well, let's watch American Pie. And it's like, you're not the target audience for this at all. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> he just wanted to what really watch it, did he? Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, I I think, and we're going to get to this in a little bit. I think the first one's the best one. I think yeah. it does everything that it needs to do, and it's 
it's that idea of kind of the resurgence and the resurrection of the teen film genre. Because again, like as I spoke to James King about it, we were talking about how it seemed to die in the 80s. And then the 90s was primarily action films and sci-fi films with Clueless in the middle. But then all of a sudden, um, American Pie turned up at the end of the kind of century or decade, I suppose. Oh, no, it would be century because it's 1999, as well as the end of the decade. And was like, this is the new teen film. All these teenagers have changed since what we saw in the 80s. They're all a little bit raunchy. And this is what America high school now looks like. Well, it opens the door for films like Road Trip, Your Road Trip, all of these sort of films then just started like having, even the even the actors who were in American Pie, what was that, um, Harold and Kumar get the munchies? Yeah. You know, loads of them sort of spin-off type films then happened. I mean, Sean William Scott, who was um, Stifler, Stifler. He, he, he went on to make loads of films just, and he's the same character in all these films like, role models and you know the, the films that he does it was him it's him in, in every single one of them isn't it it's just this stifler character so yeah I, I think it did definitely start that trend of new teen films i mean where when did you watch it for the first time can you remember so i would have been what was it 98 99 99 so i would have been just going into high school um and I remember everyone talking about it and it was a massive deal. It was hugely popular. I just remember, uh, I think it was like my sister was older than me. And I remember that they would have been talking about it. And then, yeah, I remember, I think, was it even a blockbuster? Do you know, blockbuster still existed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm told that um, it, it, it definitely, it got hired blockbuster one time. And then uh, obviously I just watched it there. I mean, I don't know if it was if I was supposed to watch it. But to be honest with you, growing up, I think there was loads of films I probably shouldn't have watched, but I ended up watching like horror films or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think I watched it then, but I, I found it really, really funny. Um, yeah. And yeah, you, it was sort of like, it did make it, to be a teenager was that sort of thing. Um, is that what te- like people aspired to be like then, you know, in, in mm-hmm. America, I sort of brought that new wave of, of teenage sort of, I don't even know what the word I'm looking to say, but you know, it, it sort of it was fresh, it was new, and I think the jokes went on for a lot of time. The American Pie jokes went on for ages. So yeah, I yeah. think it started something new. It's a weird one because on the one hand, like you just mentioned, it's it's it was one of those films that around about that time and, and like how old we were. So I was, you know, nine, you would have been about around about eleven. Yeah. I think about films like this, I think about films like South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. That was around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think about something like um, Kevin and Perry Go Large, Mm -hmm. where I think, no way in hell should I have been that young and watched any of these films, right? And we're not going to condone that you go and watch a film like this if you're of the age of around about 9 or 11. But for whatever reason, it was just this thing in pop culture. It was like nobody for a while adhered to any age ratings. And if you were 12, you were trying to watch a 15. And if you were 15, you were trying to watch an 18. And it just became the thing to do. When I ordered American Pie, um, or when it was Blockbuster or whatever, the other one was South Park. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that because the other one was that bigger, longer and um, uncut. It's strange, but you're right. When you were younger, it's sort of like, do you know what? It's like... You're exactly right. Thinking about it, looking back now, if you were 12, you're always trying to watch or get into a 15 at the cinema. 
Um, and it seems like that's the story of like a young life because when it gets past 15 and you're in college and you're going on to that, then it's about trying to get into a place to consume alcohol. So really, it's funny. It's just sort of that's the way it goes. And there's always been this weird thing, like me and um, me and my wife have just done uh, 13 Reasons Why, the latest season. And um, we there's always this thing of like, how are these kids supposedly in high school? And I forget that high school is so different in America because high school goes all the way up to like 18. So you've got kids who are driving in. They're all actually legally, I suppose, drinking alcohol. Um, and it's just a bit weird because we're like, none of our kids in, you know, traditional high school over here would be able to do that. Well, have um, you seen, a, is it that thing on Netflix? It's called Sex Education. Yeah. That's like got an American feel, but it's an English program. Like the the lads in that program, because that's been a really popular um, teen program, and it's supposed to be British, but they like throwing American footballs around and wearing American football jackets. But I don't think any English school that I've ever been to have them sort of like jock jackets or anything like that. No, I've not seen it, but I did hear that the other day actually that it, it comes across like it's an American school, but they've all just got English accents. Yeah, it's weird. Like, but I think that maybe because it's Netflix made and they're trying to, you know, get it for an English audience. I don't know, but yeah. Um, so I mean, it came at a really weird time, American Pie. So like we're saying, nineteen ninety nine, and for whatever reason, there did seem to be a bit of a boom after that of teen films because we're only going two years later till we get to American Pie two. Yeah. But there's there's another film that I'm thinking about that came out in this year, which is not another teen movie. Did you see that? Not another teen movie. Are they the spoofs? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, it's a screaming, scary movie. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I was just checking. Yes, it is 2001. Yeah, so it's got Chris Evans in it. Yeah. And the thing is, right, obviously, they're going to reference the things from the 80s, like Breakfast Club and Ferris and all that kind of stuff. But there's so many references to American Pie in it. And you just think, between American Pie being released in 1999... And this film being released in 2001, like how much stuff must have come out in that time for them to go, oh, not another teen movie. It's like well, they've only just come back. Something so we're similar, now going to get into parodium. Something similar happened with the Twilight films as well. They introduced something based on that, a spoof film. It's just mainly got Twilight references in. Oh, was that yeah. epic movie? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. they did the yeah. a series of these films, just spoofs based on. Um, American Pie or if it's like a Twilight film or Scream or it went on for ages they like scary movie 10 or whatever 5 yeah. I think do. Uh, yeah so American Pie 2 came out in 2001 so obviously this is the second film in the franchise and the idea here is that they're hosting a summer party and yeah. Jim becomes more interested in Michelle and we see a little bit more development in the kind of Michelle character that we've got here um, this was a kind of for me a really obvious case of we're just going to turn everything up to 11. We're going to turn up the innuendo. We're going to turn up the jokes. Everything's going to be a bit more luder and cruder. And do you remember that Stifler's mum joke that we did in the first one? Well, we're going to do it again in the second one, but it's going to be a bit worse. Yeah, yeah. Sean William Scott's going to be even worse than he was before. Um, and it, and it's true, isn't it? They always make him like something disgusting always happens to him in every film. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets worse by the the third one, I think. I think that reaches fever pitch with that when he goes after the ring and it's uh, yeesh, and it's in the dog feces. <laughs> it gets me every time watching that scene. Honest to God, I mean, I know when they filmed it, it's probably just chocolate or something, but 
I, oh God, it makes me, it goes through me. It's like, yeah. well, I have to like. I mean, it's a weird one because I think about it and I just wonder if like, I wonder if they even thought about doing a sequel or it just came because it had made so much money. And I think it probably was the money side of it because mm. we were getting to the point in Hollywood where it was like, if you're a film and you can make your money back, we'll give you a sequel because we'll know we'll make more money off you. Um, I know it's it, not like... It's the case in Hollywood. If in that it, When someone makes money, the sequel... Yeah, definitely. Or not. I mean, the one, the one that always sticks out to me um, and we're gonna we'll do a whole episode on this because it's one of my favorite franchises is the Saw franchise because the first one of them was made for like a million. It grossed somewhere. I mean, it's not like a runaway hit, but it grossed somewhere around about a hundred million, I want to say. But because that's not basically ninety nine, whatever percent on you know nine hundred and ninety percent of its budget, they just go, oh, we'll we'll, we'll give you five million or two million. Go and make another one. And then they make it all back again and they'll do it again for three and four and five and six and seven. And they just know that they're making the money back. The funny thing is with Saw is that the lead actor who plays Jigsaw, he's he's dying in every single one. And they still they still manage to go on in the first one. He's dying. He died and, in the third one. Yeah, he dies in the third <laughs> one. And then there's a protege. And then I mean, isn't it by the last one? He's still about he's still making tapes that are. That he's dead, but he's making him beyond the grave. Uh, so I actually seen him at a conference. Um, Tobin Bell is it? Was that that love for the love of the horror thing? That's the one. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was really weird because the the people were like dead big fans of him, and they were like wanting to ask him loads of questions. And really, he was a dead nice guy, but he was like, yeah. Um, he almost seemed like he didn't like the role, but yet he's revered for it. But he was yes. almost like. Yeah, um, he's a horrible person, this guy. Um, he really slates the character quite rightly. But they were like, do you have any love for this character that you've like brought to life? And it didn't seem like he did. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Uh, yeah, so with American Pie 2 then, so that was the kind of the popularity boom of it, I suppose. Um, I don't, Again, I'm assuming people would have wanted a sequel. That's why we ended up getting one. When yeah. we get into American Wedding... I feel like this is the point where they're just they're tying everything together. So we've got the first one introducing the characters, the second one developing them a little bit further, and the third one seemingly tying up all the loose ends and actually giving us a wedding. So it's we've we've seen Jim, we've seen the kind of person that he is. In the second one, we've seen Michelle and their relationship. So then the third one, this is them married and they're going to go off into the sunset together. Yeah. What do you think of the third one? So when I was at that that conference, that same one, they had one someone there for American Pie. I think it was um, Kevin, um, and someone asked him a question about that, and he said something along the lines of, uh, "What did he say?" He said the third one was a bit of a car crash. Really, it, it, they didn't get the people they wanted back for the film. So there's a few actors missing, I think, in the third one, right. and they make jokes i think within their group because apparently they were quite close uh, close as a group because a lot of the actors hadn't really done major roles before so they were all kind of like new to it so they all kind of stick together in that way and he, and i think a few of them were a bit like annoyed they weren't included or whatever um and i think that one sort of feels flat there's few people missing in, in that so the third one for me is the weakest one mm. um yeah. even even is it reunion the um the fourth, yeah, the fourth one yeah at least that one's got most of them in it. It brings them all back, I think. So, 
Yeah. The, when I was when yeah. I was thinking about it, I was thinking about maybe the ones that I'd seen the most and the ones that have the most memorable things in it. Yeah. And really, the only thing I can remember from American Wedding is the whole disco scene where Stiff was doing a dance. Um, I think it's even in a, in a gay bar, so they're kind of like you know they're trying to go off that idea of yeah. him being in an uncomfortable situation for his character. But I just thought it's a bit un, it's a bit forgettable. I think. See, I was thinking the bit where where he uh, wafts all the uh, the hair and it goes on the is it the cake? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the flowers get destroyed or whatever, and he has to save it last minute, doesn't he? But that's the thing, they, they just feel like little pieces, don't they? Like, we'll take them out. These are the funny bits that you're going to remember, but then what else is actually going on in this wedding, you know? And again, I feel like once you do one sequel to a film, it's almost as if you may as well do a third one just so you can call it a trilogy. So maybe that was going around in the heads of like, yeah, we'll just do a third one and it'll be fine. But then we jump forward nine years and we get the fourth one. So American Reunion, yeah. So this is the fourth film of getting them all back together again, and I yeah. think I think the reason why this was a success is nostalgia, basically. Yeah. Because if you're thinking about the target audience, and this is why they, they do it all the time, they do it with all sorts, don't they? Like, I mean, I'm thinking of something like maybe even Toy Story Two going into Toy Story Three. There was such a big gap between those two, but that's because they're reflecting the age of the target audience. So you've got these kids who were at a point of being in high school going back to American Pie, and now, oh, wait, the target audience are going to be older. They're potentially going to be parents. So let's see what happens if maybe they have to go back to the hometown and relive the high school days. What's that going to be for them? And they also also put them up against the new breed of teenager, don't they? Yeah. So, like, it's almost like some of them still think they're teenagers and cool and and the the real teenagers that are now younger – are living free and easy and they've got responsibilities so i think there's that clash of they've not grown up in certain that they're trying to relive their old days but they've got responsibilities now whereas they, they're trying to clash with actual teenagers who are just living the life they once were and i think they're a little bit jealous or trying to get that back for a short stint yeah uh one thing that i found that i thought was quite interesting was um roger ebert it was one of the films that roger ebert reviewed i think just before he died Um, So he gave it three out of four stars and he said the charm of American Pie was the relative youth and naivety of the characters. And it was all happening for the first time and they had single minded obsession with sex, typical of many teenagers. But American Reunion has a sense of deja vu, but it still delivers a lot of nice laughs. Most of them came thanks to Stifler. If you like the earlier films, I suppose you're going to have to see this one. But otherwise, I don't know. So it's just like, well, if you've seen the others, you may as well go and watch this one because if you've not seen the others, there's not much point. What I thought we'd do, I don't think either of us have seen them, although I don't know if you might have seen them. Have, yeah. you, have you seen the spin-offs? Um, I've seen half of one. Um, All right. One night, one night, dreadful, mate. Um, terrible. <laughs> proper C, D list movie. Um what I thought I'd do is we'll we'll go through the titles of them. We'll go through like the kind of synopsis of them. I've not seen any of them, and they all sound awful. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so I the think first one was. He's in a couple of them though, isn't he? Who? Is it the Jim's dad? Is it Eugene oh, Levy? This is the thing that I found. He's in all of them. He's in every single bleeding one of them. Right. Yeah. See. So he's, he's the one actor that's been in all of these films. So, <laughs> anything for a paycheck. I don't know. Flipping it. 
2005, American Pie Presents, which is the subtitle for all of them, Band Camp. Yeah. So this is Stifler's younger brother, Matt, who is forced to attend Band Camp for the summer, and he realises he must change his arrogant ways in order to win over Elise. Right. What a lot of rubbish. <laughs> Second one, you can, you can identify a theme here now. So this guess- is 2006, The Naked Mile. This yeah. is Eric Stifler, the only Stifler to possibly graduate from high school as a virgin. Evan oh, forbid. is it my brother then? Who's this? These, they're making them up, aren't they? They're just going, yeah, Steve, apparently Steve Stifler had 16 brothers and sisters. So we'll <laughs> all just keep following them. <laughs> okay. After a failed attempt at sex with his girlfriend, Tracy, she gives Eric a free pass to go to the University of Michigan, where his cousin Dwight attends to lose his virginity. What a lot of rubbish. So 2007, so they were churning these out because we're almost at one a year now. American Pie presents Beta House. So this is a year after the Naked Mile. Eric has now graduated from high school, has lost his girlfriend to her previous boyfriend, and he's starting college. He must complete a series of tasks before he can join Dwight's fraternity and also begins a new relationship with Ashley, a girl he met in the co-ed bathrooms in their dorm. (sighs) I mean... the issue is right. There are people. The story, really, and uh, I don't know where where these are descending into. Right. There are people all over the world, including in England, right, who are struggling to get their micro-budget feature film made, right? And these films keep getting made, and keep getting released, and keep getting repeated on channels like Comedy Central. It's because it's um it's trying to it's trying to sort of instill something probably in the teens of today, but it really had its day, didn't it? And these low budget things. It's funny because the first American Pie didn't have a big budget, but they are, it had some sort of appeal, didn't it? Like you yeah. said, because it was pop culture. I mean, this is like literally scraping the barrel. Like I can hear the wood at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, I'm not even finished yet. Oh, uh, oh. and there's more. Oh, there's more. So 2009. American Pie presents The Book of Love. The Book of Love. The Book of Love. This takes place 10 years after American Pie and is set in East Great Falls. A fire in the school's library results in the destruction of The Book of Love, which was the Bible from the first film. (laughs) With the help of the book's creator, Jim's dad, the people who said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what they're saying. I'm not having that. Is that what someone's wrote as a story? (laughs) Jim's dad created the book. So, with the help of the book's creator, Jim's dad, the people who started the fire set out to restore the book and lose their virginity. No, stop now. Stop. (laughs) Well, that was the last one that was actually released, but apparently there's a new one coming this year called American Pie Presents Girls' Rules. So I'm assuming it's more of a female-orientated one. The only information I could find of it is that the main character is Stephanie Stifler, Stifler's sister. I'm not having that! No! <laughs> There's about ten Stiflers. <laughs> no. Ridiculous. Who's, 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 what, what company's passing these films? I have Who? no idea. Some subsidiary of Universal, I'd imagine. These are terrible. <laughs> um, right, so, going to the future then. Forget the spin-offs, we'll go back to the kind of original four. Please do. Um, apparently a fifth theatrical film is under the working title of American Pie 5 yeah it was announced in 2012 
in August 2017, Sean Williams Scott said in an interview that the fourth film probably hadn't made enough at the box office to warrant them making another one. But then in 2018, Tara Reid said that she met with the directors and they said that the fifth one will happen and that filming would begin soon. But that was two years ago. So who knows where we are now? Do you think we need a fifth one? Um, I, I still know a lot of people that like them. Um, yeah. So I suppose if I said to them, would you want to see another one? They'd probably say, yeah, but I mean, it's been overplayed, hasn't it? Really? Mm. It's lasted a long time. I wouldn't, I, I have no opinion whether I'd want one or not, really. It's not like I really want to see another American Pie, but at the same time, if one was out, then I You'd suppose I'd watch it. Yeah, it would be like a sort of straight to Netflix job. Um, I don't think yeah. it'd be something I'd be the cinemas to watch. What about you? Um, again, like, I, my wife is more of a fan of these than I am. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'd probably just end up watching it. But I, I think the Netflix thing's interesting because if you were to put, if you were to advertise it well and kind of market it in advance of its release and then say that on Friday when American Pie 5 goes to Netflix, all of the other four films are going to be on there as well, there's going to be a bunch of people that just go, well, there's our Friday sorted. We'll watch all five of them films. And then it'll kind of feed into that. I've been thinking a lot about, well, I know this isn't on the topic of American Pie, but just briefly about how that's going to look in about 10 years time you know a lot of things are going straight to netflix aren't they um yeah. and just uh, that seems to be the way that it's going so it makes you question what the future of cinema is going to be i still like going to the cinema to be honest um i just like the experience but um i suppose with all this happening you could just stay in your house and watch things like what's that about the zach schneider's doing a, a recut and that's going to be just over five episodes on on netflix or whatever it's going to be the um there's the zyder the snyder cut of um justice league yeah so it's all just yeah. going to skip cinema a lot of things just go like bird box that was like a big um thing at sandra bullock like that that was easily cinema worthy and it just went straight to netflix the irishman it's just that sort of thing i mean it'd be interested to see what it looked like in 10 years like i mean what... I, don't, I don't know about you i think you you and your wife kind of watch a lot of stuff anyway yeah. For us here, if I don't watch a film in the cinema, like if I don't, like usually just me on my own, if I don't go out and make that trip to go and watch something in the cinema, mm-hmm. it's it's lost on me because I never really have the time to watch it at home. And if you were to tell me, like I've still not watched The Irishman, like everyone can talk to me all day, but yeah. It's too long. But I mean, it's that and it's things like Uncut Gems and it's just like I haven't, I've just not got around to it. And, you know, there'll be stuff left, right and centre that are on Netflix that I'm, I'm just like, yeah, because generally me and my wife, we, t- we tend to just turn to a box set or tend to turn to like, you know, a documentary series or something. Set, I need so I need I need to pick your brains on a few box sets. I've, I've made me, myself um, I'm up for something, but I've watched so much now that I, I can't find things are coming out. But I don't know. I need someone to recommend a couple of good things to watch, really. Um, struggling on that one. If I can think of stuff, I'll let you know, but I don't think we've watched much recently. Yeah. Um, all right, then. So I kind of mentioned this before. I think my favourite is American Pie, the first one. Um, I think the jokes worked. Everything was fresh. Everyone was at the point to see kind of like a new take on the classic teen genre. And it's something that we'd not really seen in the 80s. Which one do you reckon is yours? It's hard to disagree with what you've said there. I yeah. think 
yeah, I mean, the way you've, how that's explained, I mean, I agree, like, that had the biggest impact. It was fresh, like you said. Um, I'm just trying to think. The third one's the worst. Um, the second one, I liked the second one, actually. It wasn't too bad, but it was just the same formula as the first, but ramped exactly as what you pointed out before. And then I think the one that, that that's interesting to mention is the the last one. And the reason I'd say that is because there's a bit there's a gap. And I think when they brought that out, it wasn't it had been done. The the, the new teenage films had been done, so they had to kind of re revive it a little bit. So and they had to think of a bit of a different story. Like they're a lot older, they've got kids, um, and some different themes come up because they're adults now. So it's things like. Um, balancing a sort of household and then and then trying to still relive your you youth and then you've got um finch who just lives about his career because he's not done much with his life so there's some other themes that come into that because they're adults which i found a little bit interesting as well do you know because they're older now some of them are struggling to find the way into adulthood yeah. so that was interesting but in terms of just being a fresh out of them all the first one i think was the the biggest impact yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you as well. I think the worst one is the wedding, is the third yeah. one, because um, it's like it, you know, the second one turned it up a notch. They took the gross to like uh, the the jokes to the next level. Reunion, I think, is fine and is basically saved by nostalgia, but I think American Wedding largely is forgettable. I think so, and yeah. the third one didn't really, like I said, I felt like it met it. It, it had a few characters missed. I don't know. It didn't feel like it had the same feeling as the other ones. Mm. But, I mean, it's it's a bit weird anyway, because I, I kind of thought about this the other day, that this is the second franchise episode that we've done after the Marvel Cinematic Universe one, which obviously was massive. Yeah. So it's a bit weird to do kind of shorter chat about it, but I just thought, like, I don't think I'm the biggest fan of the American Pie franchise. Mm. I like the first one. I'm, it's not something that I'm rushing back to, but I just thought it would have been daft if I ended up doing something like The Matrix or Batman after we've just done all of these teen film episodes. Well, I think it's important to mention it now because when I do, when I when we have the podcast and we have the chats about certain films, it's just stuff that's, I'm thinking of films that have come from, like when I've been younger and grown up and the different phases of my life and what was popular around these different times. So yeah. obviously the Marvel one we did was quite recent, but American Pie had its place, didn't it? Like you were mm. saying, like everyone was talking about it. And I would have been going into high school at that point. So it's weird. It just takes you back a little bit, I suppose. Thank you very much for listening to my and Sam's discussion on the American Pie franchise. That wraps up this eight-episode strong teen film thread of episodes as we've been through the conventions of the teen genre, into the 50s with Rebel Without a Cause, into the 80s for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and of course I discussed the films of John Hughes with James King. Next week I'll be back with a bonus required learning episode taking you through the 10-point key development timeline that forms the basis for question four on paper one. You can help support Farron on Film by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Farron on Film. You can follow us on Twitter at Farron on Film. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Farron on Film. And you can leave a five star review at your favourite podcast provider. Stay safe, stay indoors, look after each other, and I'll see you next time.